Back up, please. Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of Busy Nation Dhando Takoro Kro, which is in Great Mando nowadays. So, <laughs> this is your uh, host Ritika and I have my co-host Abhishek with me. Hello everyone. And as Ritika says, the general gloom in the economy continues and uh, just yesterday we had the biggest car makers in the world, General Motors, Ford and uh, Chrysler asking for a lot of money from the treasury to bail them out. $25 billion. Yes, $25 billion. And why? Because they could not foresee the rise in the oil prices, blah, 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 and all of that. You know, it's like what a kid losing 100 rupees pocket money in two days' time, which was to be spent over a week, and he goes to his father and says, hey, I squandered that money, and his dad says, okay, here's another 100 rupees, but don't do it again next time, okay? So that's what they are, they are expecting. That's what they are expecting from the treasury, saying that uh, give us twenty-five billion dollars. We promise you, we will not squander it in bad. Uh, yeah, the US uh, government has actually all. I mean, uh, the whole thing has been brought upon by themselves. I mean, if you compare them with their Japanese counterparts, which are also a big force in US, then they are not doing as bad as the three of them. And in fact, Pumbaa has actually opened a new factory and it has employed 1,000 workers. So the whole debate is that why should the taxpayers' money be paid for these automakers who have failed in themselves? And, and not only that, when you have the three CEOs of the biggest car companies in the world going to Washington asking for this money in private jets, then we, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, you are in deep, deep, deep trouble. That, and that was not a big issue, no? Because I saw in TV again and again they were showing the same thing for two days continuously. <laughs> and yes, and when, when they uh, spoke about would the CEOs be willing to get a cut down on their salaries, say earn only $1 million a year, GM's uh, CEO Wagner and Ford's uh, Malale, they said, we don't want to comment on this. And only Chrysler, ah. which, is, which is completely almost dead now, uh, they're in talks with General Motors for... Uh, a merger of sorts, he said, okay, I'm willing to take that one million uh, thing. The bigger problem, you know, that all the three automakers are facing is they have only two options now. One is ask with that begging bowl to the treasury for those $25 billion or mm-hmm. declare bankruptcy. Now, bankruptcy, the company will not be forced into liquidation. The top management could change. The creditors will be told to take it a little easy for some time. But the problem here is that See, unlike in an airline company, where even if it declares bankruptcy, a Ritika and an Abhishek will still buy a ticket to that airline. But in case of cars, you are stuck with that car for life. So you don't know whether you will get the spare parts of a company which has declared bankruptcy. You know, mm-hmm. Deo, for example, in India, when Deo went bust, nobody bought a mm-hmm. CLO. Right. And Uskeober, the American government is also a little in a dilemma. See, Europe is saying, you know what, we are going to give $50 billion dollars of low interest loans mm-hmm. to our car makers. Mm-hmm. So the, the US government is thinking if we don't do that and if three of our biggest companies go bankrupt, then it will be a big loss in tax revenue yeah, for us as well. They, 
Yes, and they, I mean, these three companies among themselves, they employ some 8 lakh directly and some 2 lakh indirectly in US. So it will be a huge chunk of people going jobless. Oh, in fact, it's 2 million fact, jobs. 2 million uh, directly or indirectly are alive. Yeah, because alive. there are a whole lot of suppliers also which are dependent on them. In fact, the Japanese car makers also do not want the uh, US uh, automakers to go out of business because if their suppliers go out of business because of them, it will hurt the Japanese uh, car makers also. Uh, so it will be a spiral downwards. Also, this loan that the treasury will be giving them would be for 10 years and it will have a 5% interest for the first 5 years and the 9% 9 interest for the next 5. I mean that is the proposal. And one more condition is that uh, you would be given a loan for producing cars which have 25% 25% better fuel economy norms than the average in the yes. industry. In fact, the Treasury has not yet approved the 25 billion uh, loan. They have asked these companies to first make a plan till uh, 2nd December and come back to them as to what they are going to do with this 25 billion dollars. Because coming back to the reasons why all, I mean, why they failed, hmm. if you see, I mean, other than, of course, that the US industry didn't go for the cost-cutting innovations. Also, they pay workers much higher than what the Japanese car makers like Toyota, Honda, or Nissan pay in US. So they pay like almost $30 per hour. You have to blame Henry Ford for that. When he had started his company, he paid his employees uh, hmm. twice as much as what other industries were because he wanted hmm. to generate that middle class who would spend that money on his own vehicles. So I think that trend has continued till today. And like you said, even in case of employees, General Motors has got some billions of dollars to pay to the retirement benefits of uh, thousands of employees who have retired. I mean, there have, we see that in India also, right? That the labor laws are stringent and you cannot remove people and you cannot cut costs. And so then overall, someday the company buckles down. Yeah, but you know, in this case, I have a slight difference of opinion. Is that this time it was not about... Uh, how much cost you are incurring, your wage costs and all of that. This time it's more to do with demand. Demand in the sense people have suddenly stopped buying. What is demand basically? A no, desire this, to buy uh, something? See, if, you, if you were talking about all the car automakers which are there in US, there's a different uh, story. Mm-hmm. But here you compare the Japanese makers with the uh, US makers and both of them exist in US with an almost equal force. I mean, there has to be a reason why the Japanese are not as affected as the US. And I feel why these cars are still working despite of them not being uh, fuel efficient is because there are many Americans who have this uh, American pride that we are going to buy uh, only US made only US made cars. And I actually read this article that people are so you know patriotic about it. For them, it's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs that they taught us in school. It's not about food, clothing, shelter. It's food, clothing, shelter, and car. And 900 out of thousand. Americans who can drive own a car and in China it's 30, in India it's 10. So of course we can't compare, I mean China, India with the US but some revealing statistics, there was a very interesting article in the Business Week, it says that General Motors, it forecasts a sale of 11.7 million vehicles next year and in 2010 it's forecasting only 12.7. And last year it did 13.8. So in other words, in the next four years, Hmm. when the whole emerging economy will be buying cars, it is said that when a guy uh, in a developing economy has an income of $5,000 a year, Hmm. he decides to move from a two-wheeler or a used car to a new car. 
and there is going to be a big portion of China and India going to do that. And in spite of this, if General Motors sales will decline consistently over the next four years, then what General Motors is trying to say is, you know what, please give us that 25 billion. We need that money so that we can buy Chrysler, which is owned by a, some cerebrous capital management company. Capital, right. But you said that if the Treasury does not give this loan, then there are two options. There is also a third option, which is actually the option that works in a free market economy. And that is that some outside car maker, a Japanese one or a European one, will come and buy these three companies. And oh. that may not be a good thing for the country's pride and all that. But in a free market, all the inefficient and big companies whom you call as the white elephants, they have to make way for more efficient companies. So tomorrow it could be that if a, a Toyota comes and buys Ford or Chrysler, mm-hmm. then it could turn it around and it could make it more efficient as Toyota is. And that is what US generally advocates, right? Yes, I mean, they are the pioneers of capitalism and, and all of that, yes. But then when it comes to getting, getting things right on their end, they haven't been able to do that. Because in a free market economy, it does not state anywhere that the government will actually lend you money to bail you out. That exactly. is That goes against the face of a free market economy. Hmm, that itself exactly. is wrong. And secondly, the $700 billion package plan that was made was not for auto companies. It was for hmm. the financial companies. So these guys are saying, look, if the American financial industry deserves it, so do we because of those many million jobs which will be going. Yeah. But the, the Treasury is saying that if we give loans to these auto companies, they'll be mining companies, they'll be tech companies, they'll be another line of companies asking, industries rather asking for money which is ludicrous. Yeah, slowly and slowly everybody will come, then burger will will come, McDonald's will come. People are not eating burgers now. (laughs) We have to want money. (laughs) This this could happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, if you see how the elections are done in India, Hmm. one starts giving free rice, then the other starts giving free wheat, then somebody starts distributing free clothes. And then it's like, you know, there is no voting agenda or anything. It's like who gives the most free things... Wait. No, not only so, that, suddenly now they said, let's cut it out, let's just give them cash. So people are actually, some, some, yeah. some of them actually, actually give people money, hard cash money. to work. <laughs> Anyways. But then this whole issue, it's like there, there was one very nice line, that let's not get very emotional about the whole bankruptcy thing, uh, because capitalism without bankruptcy is like Christianity without hell. So it's like, let's no. just get... Let's let yeah. them declare bankruptcy. That's what Jack Welch and Susie Welch, these two husband and wife, mm-hmm. they write for the Business Week. They said, uh, now what the American car makers should do, declare bankruptcy, wait for the mess to get done with, and then uh, hopefully emerge a little stronger out of it. When you said that quote, I remembered, I was searching on net for like difference uh, between uh, depression and uh, recession hmm. as to what is a recession and what is a depression. So I, I read this very nice quote where it was uh, mentioned. You know it's a recession when your uh, neighbor loses a job and you know it's a depression when you lose a job. <laughs> Since we are on one-liners and a couple of anecdotes, there was, there was one more that I received in a forward that I got from a 45-year-old colleague of mine and he could not help but laugh out loud. Uh, there is one old man in a village and he's talking to someone. So he's saying that, Ab kya karu beta baut parishan ho. Bada beta share broker hai. Dusra beta jet airways mein hai. Tisra beta bank mein aur chauda beta software mein hai. Sabse chota beta mera paan wala hai aur wohi ghar chala raha hai. <laughs> so, 
Boy, I'll yeah. take it out <laughs> if it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's okay. laughs> yeah, no. I mean, everyone gets it basically that everything is down, including the Dow Jones, the the share market. I feel it is seriously because of overdose of media. Everything would be right with us or our families, but oh God, crisis, a crisis, a recession, a depression. Hai. <laughs> even people don't know what's the meaning of a recession or depression. Even if they are least affected by it currently. Everybody is so worried. I mean, there was a uh, there was a com burst in 2001 also where everything had gone bad. But at that time, people talking about it so much or getting so worried about it. But right now, I mean, every day the newspaper headlines are some job going somewhere, this that. But I feel that even if people are not affected by it, you know, they started worrying. Yeah, maybe look as a 25 year old, if somebody is working somewhere or between 25 and 35. and he has a decent enough job then he'll not get his increments but he'll be uh, secured of the income that he gets but yeah media does have a hand but this actually has wiped off industries in the us people every day the city group tomorrow could turn bust by the time we release yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't I'm know talking, if city I'm group would stay specifically about india india I'm about okay. what is happening in india like if you take the icici bank case hmm. there was a huge you outside icici bank without any official declaration from rbi or from any institution about the health of icici bank because of the rumor there was a huge queue of people uh, wanting to take out all their money and there are so many people i know who have removed all their money from the bank and shifted it to nationalized bank man i've got my savings account there you're starting to scare me now <laughs> there is one more sad reason is that only 1 lakh rupees from your saving account is insured so basically if you've got 10 lakh of rupees in icici and tomorrow icici says okay we we have declared bankruptcy or whatever it is i hope it does not do that but then you are insured of only 1 lakh rupees and the rest will come from icici's discretion in the us incidentally 250000 dollars in every bank account is insured So in India, even the slightest rumor, five years you've worked your ass off to get that money. You've got people to get married in your house. You you got to pay money for that. You have to run a family in Mumbai. People, the mm-hmm. slightest of rumors, you will start doing that, won't you? I mean, withdrawing yeah, the money. It is more, you know, I don't see such a big crisis, such a big crisis as compared to what is there in US and India right now. You never know. We are living every day on the newspaper <laughs> headlines. You might just get to know something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The newspaper headlines actually aggravate the things. Like for example, when there was this whole thing about inflation, hmm. every week when you read there is 11%, 12%. When you go out, even the things which are actually not costly, which are not affected by inflation, the shopkeepers. they increase the price of that only why because uh, inflation hai to price to badhega hi even though uske raw materials ka price nahi badha hai fir bhi because inflation hai and while we are talking about general gloom and all that then how can we forget the air industry of india which is making quarter by quarter losses i read this somewhere that when the government gave those 60 crores was it some amount of bailout to to farmers in the last budget right not quite so a bailout but a waiver ha yes 60000 yeah, crores it's a bailout right it's yes. a waiver but waiver. so it gave them that waiver there was a you and cry about it it's mostly the capitalists that make such noise now they go and ask the government to cut the taxes on the atf fuel if you criticize the government giving uh, waiver to farmers then we should criticize this 
uh, government has towards the air industry also because it is in the same light. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if the government does do it, then maybe you could take that argument there. But, you know, since you mentioned a little bit about aviation turbine fuel, right now, as of today, the price has gone down. In fact, Indian Oil said that what cost the airline companies for 45 rupees per liter will cost them only 39. So it's like 16% yeah. cut. So it's going to save the airline companies up to 1,000 or 1,200 crores. And they could easily pass that benefit on to the customers, but they will not do that because the government has not helped them enough over the past few years. For instance, let's take the example of a foreign company wanting to buy 25% in an Indian company. He cannot do that. But if a Vodafone or a Pepsi wants to buy a stake for some reason in, say, an airline like Indigo or Kingfisher, they can do it. If Ritika is an NRI, she can take 100% in an Indian airline company, but if you are the person of Indian origin, then you cannot. So there are so many convoluted norms of the FDI in aviation sector. My heart still goes out for the amount of money that these guys are losing in the uh, airline business. See, for example, a medium-sized airline uh, like Indigo, it carries about 50 lakh passengers one year simple maths even if it reduces its ticket rates by 100 rupees then for us as consumers it's like yeah, rupee kam ki. and we would not even understand if they drop that rate by 100 rupees but mm-hmm. for them it's a big hit of 150 crores 50 lakhs into 100 rupees bottom line 150 crores is big and the whole industry has lost 5000 crore last year because of the atf even now though the fuel prices have come down these are dollar denominated yeah. yeah, tell me about it. I didn't understand this part when I read that rupee depreciation is not helping the airline companies. Yeah, because How? see, you buy ATF fuel, you buy it in dollars, right? Right. So I bought it when one dollar so was 40 rupees. For, for one, one, yeah, for one dollar, I used to pay 40 rupees. Today for one dollar, I am paying 50 rupees. Hmm. So I am paying more rupees. I would have been more in profit if the rupee would have been 40 rupees. But now because I have to pay 50 rupees, so anyways I have to pay 10 rupees more per dollar. Ah, it's that simple. And although these aviation turbine fuel rates have come down, in India, it is still 70% higher than what is charged in Dubai, Ah, Singapore and all these places. And to combat all of this, we have Naresh Goyal of JET and Vijay Mali of Kingfisher joining hands and saying, you know what, let's let's do some co-opposition where two competitors get together and say we'll do a few things together so as to save costs like uh, ticketing or sharing some engineering aspects, mm. R&D facilities and a few other services. And they are going to raise about $400 million for the next uh, year by doing this, mm. trying to come out of the red, yeah. both of them. But you know where all these job cuts and all this is happening, like that remove its employees, etc., and then put them back. Indigo is a small uh, airline in India. It's a low-cost carrier. It is actually employing thousand people. Employing for employing, yes. Oh, <laughs> that's a this bit of news people would have not heard about hmm. because it is not glamorized by the media. But those people who have been removed by jet were like there on every channel. Because it's so much more melodramatic watching a beautiful uh, yeah, hostess crying on the screen because she's lost her job as compared to what a guy just getting himself a job. That happens every day. <laughs> yeah, Maybe right. not nowadays actually. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Okay, so too much talk about gloom and etc, etc. I hope that when we come back for our next episode, we talk about some good news. Oh, well, it's wishful thinking with the things that are happening around right now. (laughs) But yeah, let's hope that too. And please, I request to all you guys out there who are listening, send us topics if you think they're exciting enough. We'll try to cover them. 
the website is theindicast.com please comment on this podcast we love your comments uh, see you bye 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 bye